Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Thank you for joining us this morning on Easy's Community Focus, our Thanksgiving weekend edition. And what I'm really excited about is welcoming to the program a group that really deserves an awful lot of thanks for the work they do in the community. From the Family Resource Center, the Development Manager, Melissa Vera, thank you so much for being here. We're going to be working together with you throughout the holidays to help the kids who benefit from the Family Resource Center. Would you mind telling our listeners about the mission, what Family Resource Center of Florida does? Of course. And I would like to say thank you for having me on. So Family Resource Center is a foster care agency for children that have been abused and neglected. Our mission is the prevention and treatment of child abuse and neglect through the strengthening of families. Our agency currently has just a little over 600 children in our care, and the age range is from newborn to 18-year-olds. When you say in your care, do you have a facility where they stay or in your care that they're in foster homes and you check in on them? Yes, that one. We have an agency office. The children just come. It's pretty much more of a daycare during the day and where visitations happen with parents. So the parents come and they meet their children for visitation services. But we do not have a location where the children live or stay overnight. Okay, but I understand there's a lot of involvement, a lot of hands-on work where you have therapists who do check-ins regularly and do therapy with the families and with the children and with both together, with the goal being to keep families united where you can, get kids into safe homes where that's necessary, and if they're not able to be reunited, adoption, of course, is the best option if reunification is impossible. Yes, that's exactly it. With this holiday season, the COVID numbers have been through the roof. So we know a lot of our nonprofits have unfortunately had to cancel fundraisers throughout the year. Although you guys were able to pull off a huge trick-or-treat event. How did you manage that? (laughs) So our two main events, like you said, has been postponed until next year. So canceled for 2020. The trick-or-treat event was actually a distribution that me and my director thought this year the children are not able to go trick-or-treating door-to-door. So we're like, what can we do to help and provide kids candy or goodies? So we started off, it was going to be something small. Um, Then we partnered up with Commissioner Eileen Higgins, and we started inviting different sponsors and companies to join us on Halloween Day. So they gave out different goodies. So it would be maybe school supplies. They gave out toiletries and just a bunch of candy. And that happened, and we had maybe about three to 400 children come, and it was just amazing. It was our first time doing a distribution 
for the community, and it was awesome. Now, you serve all of Miami-Dade County. Yes. So there's a large pool that needs assistance. And as you said, with more than 600 children in your care during Mm -hmm. a pandemic year, and there have also been state budget cuts that a lot of nonprofits have been hit by. Yes, Um, we're one of them. (laughs) Okay. So we at Cox Media Group are asking our listeners to help us to support you and make this a very special holiday season for the kids who are in your care. Let's talk about what you have planned for the holidays. So every year we provide gifts to every single one of our children in our care. This year we were having a little panic attack because we weren't (laughs) sure how COVID was happening. We're like, I don't know how the sponsors are going to be this year. It's It's been tough for everybody, which is totally understandable. But we still have 600 kids in our agency. How are we going to do this? So we need everyone's help if they can either sponsor a child in our agency. How that works is you let me know and I can match you with a little boy or a little girl in our agency and I provide you with their wish list. I will send it over and you can look at the wish list and provide anything for them. The other ways you can help is hosting a toy drive. I know a lot of people are not in the office, but if you can start one, I know one of our sponsors, her daughter is actually doing a drive at their school for our agency. So it could be anywhere. And lastly, you can make a monetary donation through our webpage. Oh, that's easy. What's the website? (laughs) (laughs) That one is very simple. I know it's very difficult for everyone to go physically out at a store. So you can go on our website. It's www.frcflorida.org. You can do shopping online and you are members of Amazon Smile. Yes. If you use smile.amazon, it's the exact same site as Amazon. So you would go on there. The only difference is if you purchase things on Smile Amazon, they donate a portion of your sale to an organization you choose. So with Cyber Monday, that would be a prime opportunity to choose Family Resource Center of Florida as the organization. Now, let's say you do an Adopt-A-Kid, you've got a wish list, and you buy that wish list at smile.amazon. You can buy the gift for the child on Amazon, and a financial donation goes to you, too. So it's kind of like wish upon wish upon wish. A double donation. (laughs) Exactly. Now, when you're talking about a specific child, can you ask for an age range or do you assign that to the person who? Yes. No, you can be as specific as you want. You can tell me if you want a two-year-old girl, because I know a lot of parents like to sponsor a child the same age as their child, as their children, because they want to be able to give back to the community and show their kids the way to help the community. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Kids will do what they see their parents do. And if they see their parents giving to other children, they're going to grow up and do the same thing. Now, if you want to do a more general donation, say an unwrapped gift or toy, are there specific items that you would most like to have donated or that you find most kids appreciate? No, not in particular, but I was actually going to mention for our teens in our agency, we provide gift cards to them. So if that's something which is a lot easier, if you don't know what to provide, you can provide a gift card 
and just send that to our agency. And we actually provide that to our teams. How do we get these things? Let's say someone manages a toy drive. How do we get it to you at Family Resource Center? If anyone specifically sponsors a child for the holidays and you don't want to come to our agency to drop off the gifts, you can always purchase the gift, let's say on Amazon or any site, and you can just send and mail it to our agency. Let's give the address for anyone who wants to use the online option and have it delivered directly. Our address is 1393 Southwest 1st Street in Miami, Florida, 33135. How do you know that the gift is for the child that someone has chosen? And then do you wrap gifts when they've been mailed from a, an online site? If it's provided through online and they just mail it to our agency, we don't wrap it. We actually put it in a gift bag. When you're ordering online for an adopt-a-kid, how do we let you know that the gifts that are coming are for that specific child? So you can email me. Most sponsors will email me and let me know or send me the tracking so I know when it's arriving. So just say, hey, I matched with so-and-so. I ordered a gift through Amazon and this is it. And then I'll keep track of all of them. And then once you've delivered the gifts to the children, how do we get to see the after effects? That's a question we always get every year. A lot of people want to see the reaction of the child. Unfortunately, we are not able to take pictures of the child unless it's court ordered. What That's you can <laughs> do that will give you a sense on your website at frcflorida.org, you do have pictures of the drive through trick-or-treating and you can see the kids at other events too where obviously everything was authorized. And yes. when you see the smiling faces, that's pretty much all you need to be inspired to want to give when you see kids that are just so happy. You know, 100%. Yeah, and, and you know, on a day-to-day -day basis, their life is not that easy. So these things make a huge difference in the level of their happiness and their general attitude as they go forward. And it really does make a difference to kids to know that someone cares about them. Believe me, they care. <laughs> yeah. Even the teens, as much as they say that they don't care, they do. Uh, please, teenager gets a gift card. I'm yes. sure. They, they are very happy. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Is there a deadline for the gifts to get to you? Yes. So we are asking the deadline no later than December 4th. But I understand with everything going on, if you do need an extension, please email me and we can work something out. 100%. Okay, great. I had a feeling you wouldn't say no to a gift that someone's <laughs> offering. Definitely not. So we want to urge people to get out there. We wanted to give the listeners a chance to hear it directly from you because you're there. You deal with the children. You see those faces light up and let them know how much of a difference they can make. So you've got your multiple ways to participate, whether it's a toy drive or making a financial donation online at www.frcflorida.org or adopting a kid so you can choose specific items for that child. Do you need volunteers? So non-COVID days, we yeah. would absolutely love volunteers. We actually have a day every December for our holiday drive. We ask volunteers to come to our agency and they help us pack over 600 bags for all, all our kids. But unfortunately, in 2020, this year, we can't have any volunteers at this moment. 
but we do on a normal year, we do have volunteers. So please, if you are interested, you can definitely reach out to me. My email, mvera, M-V-E-R-A at frcflorida.org. That's for Melissa Vera. Is there a phone number if people have questions or if they know of a child who could use your services or a family that could use your services or that all goes through Department of Children and Families? We do definitely. All our kids come from DCF. But if you see or hear something, you can definitely reach out to our agency. I'm sure we can get you connected to the right person. Our telephone number for the office is 305-374-6006. And any final words for the audience? Please help us this year. I know there's a lot going on with everyone. But we would love for everyone to help our agency to bring a smile and making a difference in the children's lives. And I really recommend you go to the website because you can see more about what Family Resource Center of South Florida does. And you'll see all of the different ways to get involved. And you may find that you do want to get involved on a more regular basis. You may want to foster a child. You may want to adopt a child. Again, frcflorida.org. And thank you for having the same handle for your Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. (laughs) Very easy. (laughs) Yes, all FRC Florida. I know that in the hearts of our listeners, there's a whole lot of room there to give a lot of love to children who need it. And it goes a long way for our children. I'm so looking forward to seeing our listeners being excited about helping out the kids. Remember, it's more than 600 who need your support for the holidays. The year has been strange. We know that, but we can still finish it off on an up note. And a very strong up note. (laughs) Amen to that. Melissa Vera, Development Manager with Family Resource Center of South Florida. Thank you for talking to us. Thank you so much. So here we are. It is Thanksgiving weekend and things are a little bit different this year or a lot different because of the pandemic. But things that we still need to be concerned about are driving during the holiday season, particularly driving while under the influence. And it is always a pleasure to welcome Heather Geronimus, chair of the National Board of Mothers Against Drunk Driving, also the founder of the Walk Like Mad and Mad Dash Fort Lauderdale. Heather, welcome. Thank you so much for having me back on, Ellen. It's so important and actually even more so this year because AAA is not doing their toe-to-go because of the pandemic. So people who have been having fiestas because Mm -hmm. of the beginning of the holiday season and I think wanting to party even more than usual because it's been such a locked-in year, maybe out driving when they shouldn't be and they have one less option to help them. Absolutely. And we love our friends at AAA and we understand that they're not doing it for the safety of their drivers and their passengers. But, you know, certainly now more than ever, quite contradictory to what you might think. Drunk driving should be the top of everyone's mind because people are drinking. (laughs) They may not be going to their usual venues, but we didn't see a decrease in drunk driving throughout the entire pandemic. There may have been less enforcement during different times because of restrictions or lockdowns, but there was not less drunk driving. You know, in fact, there was a study about the COVID era and alcohol and drugs done by NHTSA. And we are seeing that over 60% of drivers tested positive for at least one active drug, including alcohol during the pandemic compared to 50% before. 
25% of drivers tested positive for two or more categories of drugs. So that could be marijuana or it could be prescription drugs. And I know we've talked about that in the past, you know, more legalization of marijuana. And then, of course, the more people that don't read the labels on their prescription pills and mix the two, the more dangerous our roads get. And right now we are like in the thick of the most dangerous time of year on our roads, which the time between Thanksgiving and New Year's last year, over 1,000 people were killed by drunk drivers. And I think you and I talk about this almost every year, and I'm so grateful for that. It's so hard for me to think that I don't have my dad to come home to. For me to think of during the holidays, especially the time that we're supposed to be celebrating, albeit differently this year, maybe over Zoom, but to lose someone during what should be a joyful time of year to something that is so preventable. I mean, really think about it now. Think about the holiday party or the holiday small gathering that you're going to ahead of time. And if that includes alcohol, take the car out of the equation completely. Everyone I've spoken to at an organization has been uh, infected. Oh, boy, that's a Freudian slip. Affected in some way by the pandemic, particularly we're seeing like with women in distress where there's increased abuse or the medical doctors say there's increased use of drugs and alcohol as people are trying to find ways to soothe themselves and get through this really difficult time. And as we know, people are very independent-minded. The CDC was literally begging people not to have gatherings for Thanksgiving. But there are people who, no matter how many times you say don't go out, they will do it anyway. And we know that they're still out shopping and traveling without masks, no social distancing. So you've got this combination of people getting sick from the pandemic, then people drinking to deal with the fact that someone they love is sick, and then going ahead and driving. And it all just makes for one big disaster. Absolutely. My completely unscientific assumption is that this year will be worse than others. Um, Based on all the things that you just said, and you know, I work with a lot of the nonprofits that you were talking about, it really is the COVID pandemic knows no issue it's not impacting. And I think that with Mothers Against Drunk Driving, certainly from a financial perspective, we've been impacted because we haven't been able to have events. But certainly from a drunk driving instance, it's going to be worse because to your point, people are self-soothing. And this is one of the things I talk about all the time, particularly when I'm speaking to younger people people, because I think it's so interesting if you just really take a step back and ask yourself, why take that legal drink or legal marijuana, wherever it's legal, or your prescription that you take because the doctor told you to, you take it to change something, to change how you feel, if you feel pain, to relax in the case of alcohol. So your brain is changing. You're doing whatever you're doing because your brain is changing. You want that change. From a logical perspective, you don't want to be operating a vehicle when you're not on top of all your faculties. And it does seem so straightforward, but, you know, so does wearing a mask. Right. You can't seem to get on board with that. And, you know, I've been doing this for about 12 years because my father was killed in January of 2009. But Mad's been doing this for 40 years. And to some extent, it's those folks that just need to hear it, which is why I'm so grateful to Easy and to the whole Cox Media Group family to be able to talk about this because it's just really person by person. Everyone that's listening can change this and can have a safer holiday season because of it. You've been able to make some big changes nationwide. States have passed laws requiring things like ignition interlocks for mm-hmm. anyone who's had a drunk driving offense. But how do they know it's that person using the interlock? How do they know someone else isn't using it for them? 
absolutely there was a movie where somebody blew into an interlock for someone else and they were able to drive and it like maybe the worst or maybe the best thing that happened to us from an interlock perspective because it exposed this gap and you know most interlocks also are equipped with a camera so we can be sure that it's you because you're on camera blowing into it you know we hope that people don't have to get to ignition interlock level which means that you're an offender and that every time you want to start your car, you have to blow into a device and be on camera to start your car. And they are for a specific period of time, and then they often have a fail. So say you had to have it for a year, but you get to 10 months and two weeks and you fail, then you start your year again. And very unfortunately in the state of Florida, we don't have these strict laws that many other states have. And I've been up there in Tallahassee campaigning on this a lot more times than I'd like to remember, but I know that we'll get there. The other component of this is really um, advanced vehicle technology. There is technology that exists today that through the cone of your breath or the palms of your hands, the vehicle would be able to detect whether or not there's alcohol in your system. And just like, it sounds kind of far out, but just like seatbelts were something that MAD was behind before we had seatbelt laws and raising the drinking age to 21 rather than 18 because of the impacts alcohol has on your brain. MAD is out there right now on a national level lobbying for laws that would make advanced vehicle technology a necessity from the car maker side. So the Ride Act and the HALT Act are obviously not the top thing that's going on in Washington, D.C. right now, but those are things that we're going to be out there talking about until they get passed, because we want to get to zero victims. You know, I would love to, in my lifetime, put mad other than serving victims like me who have a crash in the past. I would like to get to that no more victims. So we don't have to serve new victims. And it's possible with a combination of better behavior and technology. So as far as the technology and the advocacy goes, can mm-hmm. people help support your cause by contacting their own senators and legislators? Absolutely. If you visit mad.org, all of the information is there. We have a policy section where you can visit the site and you can contact your legislators. I don't think anything is active right now because our senators and congressmen are home for the holidays, but we keep everything up to date there. And then we do send out action alerts. So we encourage everybody to visit mad.org and sign up for our emails ahead of time. And then whenever there's a pending legislation in our state or something that someone on a national level can impact that someone in our state could reach out for. We send out action alerts. Really great. I receive them from a lot of our nonprofit partners, and it just makes it very simple to send a note that you can personalize. Like I always, of course, personalize it with my connection to MAD. Or you can just, with three clicks, take an action. And of course, these are volume plays. The more people that reach out, the more our legislators know that this is on our minds and that it's important to them. I was looking at your report for the past year, and there are still 16 states that don't have ignition interlock laws. Will they pay attention if you're writing from a different state? You know what? I think that they will. With my experience, and just because I go a lot of places with this on the national level, I think it's really important to say, we have it in my state. It's saving lives. You should have it in yours. It's like, shame on you, you know? So I I think it is. I think obviously, you know, someone's person that's in their district may take precedent, but I think the more people that are on this issue, kind of the way that we were so many years ago when we were founded, it's, you know, Matt is really a grassroots movement. It's a 40 year old grassroots movement, but it's still a very important one. And it was created by mothers who had this pain in their lives and just didn't want anybody else to have it in their lives. Right. And, you know, that's the work that I carry on on behalf of my dad and then all these other victims in our community. I mean, I was just just talking to my girlfriend, Ashley, who lost her sister in that mm. famous wrong way crash right, on right. Sagra. 
Now it was made famous because it was wrong way, but it was a drunk driving crash. And that was seven years ago. Two 20 year olds were killed, you know? And so it's all these people, the three children that died the day that my dad died in the backseat of their parents' car, they were sleeping. All of these stories and all of these real people that I hope everyone that's listening to this takes those people, you know, put a picture of a 20 year old and all the promise that someone at that age has in your mind or a 10 year old, one of the Serrano kids in your head, your own kid. And then you tell three people not to drink and drive during the holidays and you could make a real impact. Well, one of the things that you talk about on the website, in addition to explaining a lot of the progress that you've made with increased sobriety checkpoints that really do make a difference, you talk about planning ahead, how to be able to enjoy yourself with just a little bit of planning. What are your recommendations? So I think this is so interesting, actually, (laughs) and particularly now, right? I mean, we have seemingly more free time or not, but I think we have less fun time right now, for sure. And, you know, you spend so much time planning a vacation or a night out, but, you know, you spend so much time looking forward to something like that. And I think it's just reminding yourself, is there alcohol involved? How will I get there? How will I get home? You know, you have to make that decision, though. Before you go and do the thing that causes the elevation that alcohol causes, you know, it's time for smart decision making is not when you're a bottle of wine in. You can't count on yourself to do it then, but you can count on yourself to do it when you make the reservation. So that's my biggest thing is plan ahead and really just, you know, plan for the whole way, not just. I get there. And I will say again, unscientifically, <laughs> my my anecdotal evidence, it seems like there will be more house parties, right? Or more parties where you're comfortable in a home. People seem to drink a lot more in those yeah, parties than yeah. when they're paying for each drink. So certainly designate a driver or use a ride share or public transportation, but just, you know, plan ahead. Don't take anything for granted, especially not this holiday season. My goodness, out of all of them. You've got a 24-hour victim helpline. Yes. People that have been impacted by drunk or drug driving can receive help from Mothers Against Drunk Driving 24-7 by calling 877-MADD-HELP, H-E-L-P. Those are trained victim advocates, also some of them victims themselves, that are there to help people through the very hard things that come after losing a loved one or sustaining an injury from a drunk driver. You know, certainly this year we learned that there's no good way to lose a loved one and the losing a loved one from a violent crime or like a drunk driving crash comes with a whole host of problems, anger, you know, things that you as a civilian would maybe never or hopefully never have to go through, like applying for crime victims assistance, something I didn't even know existed before my father was killed by a drunk driver. Mm -hmm. So I was never a crime victim before. So when you become a victim of drunk driving, and of course, we hope that you don't, even if you already are, and you just need somebody to talk to during the holidays, Mothers Against Drunk Driving is here 24-7 online. Um, We have an online chat, and then we have the phone option. We also have a closed Facebook group for victims of drunk driving to create a safe community for people to share their experiences, share about their loved ones in a more private manner than our external Facebook page, which we also have, um, which is a great resource to visit for statistics and for measures that you can take, like planning ahead. And also when we have big policy initiatives. So we invite everyone to join us there. And particularly if you're a victim experiencing sadness during this time, we're, we're always here to talk. So the website is mad.org, M-A-D-D dot org. 24-hour victim helpline, 877-MAD, M-A-D-D, help, H-E-L-P. And what are your social media handles? On Facebook at Mothers Against Drunk Driving. 
on Twitter at Mad Online. Whenever we say Mad, we're saying it with two Ds. Also on Instagram at Mothers Against Drunk Driving, spelled out. And because you're all local to South Florida, we are very hopeful to bring back our 5K uh, walk like Mad and Mad Dash Fort yeah. Lauderdale at the end of April. So yeah. please follow us at, at Mad Dash 5K on Twitter. And also walk like Mad and Mad Dash Fort Lauderdale is on Facebook. And we hope to see everybody on the last Sunday of April. But of course, I know that if that happens, we'll be back together on easy. And, you know, we want every single person that's listening today to make smart decisions. So you're all back here after January 1st. Yes. We all survive this deadliest time of year when it comes to drunk driving. I'm feeling hopeful about April. I'm feeling hopeful about 2021. Too. Yeah. It's a good time for hope and it's a good time to make smart decisions about everything, including not drinking and driving. Amen to that. Heather, you are wonderful. Heather Geronimus, uh, the founder of the Walk Like Mad and Mad Dash Fort Lauderdale, now the national chair of the board of Mad Mothers Against Drunk Driving National. Thank you for everything you do for the community and now for the nation. Thank you for everything you do for all of us, Ellen. I appreciate you so much. And the same right back to you. With just a couple of minutes left in the program, I want to let you know that the Women's Breast and Heart Initiative will once again be back in the community with their mobile mammography van in a COVID-safe manner. And we're going to talk more about this next week, but I wanted to be sure you get all the dates the van will be out so you don't miss any opportunities to get your mammogram. President and CEO of the Women's Breast and Heart Initiative, Andrea Ivory, instead of going door to door in underserved neighborhoods. Now you're bringing that mammography van, partnering with retailers like Macy's so you can go where people work. Tell us more. So important that our corporations realize that their greatest asset are their employees. And by partnering with us to provide them screenings at no cost, because we cover the cost for those screenings, it's a win-win situation. It provides goodwill on their behalf. And it also provides their associates with life-saving educational materials, biometric screenings, and mammograms. So I am so excited that going into 2021, we are still continuing to make an impact. And the great thing with this partnership is that it will cover three counties. It will cover Miami-Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach County. I love how you continue to morph and adjust and accommodate for whatever the circumstances are. You have three dates coming up in just the first two weeks of December where you're going to be in the community. And, you know, when you say you're going so that people who work at Macy's can get their mammogram, can other people call and schedule an appointment if you have the availability? We would love to serve any woman in the community who is in need of a mammogram, and we're going to be very specific. If you don't have health insurance and you haven't had a mammogram in one year, I would urge you to contact us. If we have space available, we would love to break down every barrier that would prohibit a woman from participating in preventive screenings. Okay, and how should they reach you? Is phone the best option in this case? Yes, please. By all means, give us a call at 305-825-4081. And again, if you haven't had a mammogram in one year and you have a valid Florida ID and you are 40 years or older, please give us a call. We would love to help you. We will be in Pembroke Pines. We will be 
on Miami Beach, and we will also be in Doral at the International Mall. Okay, so December 4th is Miami Beach, December 8th, Macy's at Pembroke Lakes Mall, December 10th, Macy's at the International Mall at Doral. If you have any more questions, again, the phone number is 305-825-4081, and you can always go to the website flbreasthealth.com or check Facebook at the WBHI. Andrea, we'll talk to you more next week. For now, we've got to wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening to Easy's Community Focus this morning, where we look at the issues that matter in South Florida and the people and organizations that are making a difference. If you have questions about the program or would like to suggest a topic, you can email me, Ellen, at easy93.com. Have a wonderful and safe holiday weekend. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.